0: Hey guys, welcome to Spill the Jar with Jessie. This is your brand new podcast brought to you by myself, Jesse Banzel. Today's is just an introduction into what my podcast is gonna be about. I'm telling you, it's a long, long, long time waiting that I've wanted to record this podcast, so I'm glad that you're listening to me today. I'm hoping that it's working and um You're going to enjoy what I'm going to bring to the table because I'm so excited. So just a little bit about myself. I'm Jessie from Wolverhampton with a little bit of a wonky accent because about nine years ago I got married and I ended up living in the North Pole which are colleagues. Um, I live with my husband, my amazing little dog, Minnie. Um, and you'll learn to know why Minnie is so important to me, mainly because she's just my child. Um, I've spent a lot of time trying to find myself again and again and again. Unfortunately, there's that thing called life. Or oh, fortunately, it brings so many curveballs that you don't actually understand um, why stuff happens and when? So I'm going to be bringing some of the greatest things that I know, which is what I know. So for me, that's the best advice I can share with you. What's worked for me and what hasn't? So let me go there. I've been I've been on Earth for how many years? 37 years, because today's my birthday. Happy birthday to me! Thank you so much for actually listening on my birthday, because you don't actually understand how important today is for me Um, because I've been wanting to record this podcast for a really long time. So I'm actually quite proud of myself that I've actually picked up the courage to sit here and record it. If you could see how much stressed, how stressed I am, it's actually hilarious. I've been, um, I've been, Literally banging my head against the brick wall going, why I can't record this podcast? Why is wrong with me? Because I can talk nonsense for a very long time. So you're probably thinking, okay, so this girl can talk nonsense. Let's not listen. No, please listen to me. Because my podcast is all about how the struggles of being a South Asian woman in the United Kingdom in the 90s, the 2000s. And especially the 80s. Um, I mean, I'm not that old, but I did experience five years in the 80s. So I grew up in uh, a part of Wolverhampton. And for some bizarre reason, my parents sent me to an all Caucasian school. Um, There was a very limited amount of people of my colour at my school, which I think was a very, very big detriment to me um, when when I look back but also was a very big success for me because I got to learn some skills that I didn't even think I ever would. So I'm going to talk to you all about it in the next segment. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming back. The segment was only like a second long. That's because I was just testing my sound. So this is how this podcast is going to go because I'm just quite funny, really. So let's go to the actual topic of what I want to discuss about today. Just see when she was little. I was very much um, singled out and bullied by most of my school year um, because I was overweight, which got even worse. And I was obviously brown, um, and there was something that I couldn't do with the colour of my skin. And what made it worse is my dad wore a turban, so I got all the shit from that. I'm not going to really put a filter on here, so if anybody in my family is listening, I'm going to apologise in advance. Because I think sometimes we sugarcoat everything, and it's not always factually like, correct. I mean, I'm never going to hurt anybody, especially my mama, because you'll hear a lot about my mummy, because she's the best um but let's go back to school um so yeah so i went to school and i went to a catholic school with very limited um south asian people in fact i think there was only like three of us or four even then we were like three boys and a girl very special people in my life i still um have have had them in my life to this day um you know some through memories some through physical conversations but hats off to you guys I mean I was like one of the only girls in my year um so well person of color obviously I just want to go back to um school um I just actually take a moment to understand why people thought I was so different. I mean, I know I'm special, but it wasn't always the fact that I was special in that case, but it was how did they think it was okay for them to say that, oh, they don't want to be my friend because I look dirty because my skin colour wasn't the same as theirs. And worse than that is how school allowed that to happen. You know, there was nothing there for us. To protect us, which is really weird because school is supposed to be the safest place that we're all meant to go to, but there was actually nothing there for us to be protected. In fact, we actually got singled out at school because every Friday we went to mass and we got put at the back of the the church. And when there was anything to do with like confirmation or um, holy communion. They never let us go into the uh, the practice. I mean, I had no desire to want to learn or to become a Christian or a Catholic. I just wanted to be able to learn because it was. I wanted to fit in. Um, I wanted to know why they were doing this and why I wasn't allowed to do this because, you know, curiosity kills. Um, and I was that kid that always wanted to know why are they there and I'm not. And we used to get played round. We used to go and play rounders and cricket. Um, which I wasn't like, it's not a bad thing, right? But the fact that they got to, we got told that we weren't allowed to be there and never got told the reason why was the thing that irked me the most because you just singled me out, I'm a kid. It was bad enough the school kids, no one wanting to be my friend, to then my actual school, like making it feel like I wasn't needed in there, I wasn't wanted in there. The fact that my father fought for me and my siblings to go to that school, is beyond me. I don't understand why my dad did it, but you know it, he had his choices and his needs, and he stuck us in this school. I mean, I'm grateful um, for the experience. Um, I don't think I was then. Um, I hated the fact that I um, I had to hide the fact that I was getting bullied because I didn't really understand it right then. No one wanted to be my friend at school. I mean, I had a best friend, Jessie. Her name's Jessie too. We'll talk about her and me because our friendship is elite. And no one wanted to be my friend. And I never realised that how lonely I was at school. I went through a lot of stuff, um, obviously, with family. But there was no one there I could actually say, oh, my God, that's my friend. Because everybody just wanted to fit in. And everybody just wanted to be accepted by, you know, the cool girl. I actually felt like there were mean girls. They used to call me fat, ugly. They'd say that no one's going to be my friend. I'm literally going to learn nothing. And, you know, when you went into old school, they were like, oh, no, you seem okay. They're really lovely people. They've got really good grades at school. But no one actually fundamentally went and found out what was actually wrong with me. Like, why was it that I messed around at school? I, um, I used to eat a lot. Because instead of wanting to go out play, I used to go and extra get extra food from the dinner lady. Because I'd be like, I'm still really hungry. But I wasn't. I think I just ate because it filled that gap of, if I don't go outside, they won't say anything to me. Because I know when I get picked up from school, it will be okay. Because my mum and dad will pick me up and no one, I won't have to see anybody after school. Or... um. One of my sisters would pick me up. I was really scared to tell anybody at home because I think I was embarrassed that I got bullied. You know, I was a really cool kid at home. I was always laughing. I mean, I still am the family, like, you know, baby, because I'm the youngest out of all my cousins. And it was like, how did I get bullied? How was it that people didn't, um, didn't want me to be their friend? What was wrong with me? that no one liked me. And, you know, on top of that, it was really hard to just be myself at school. Um, I think the turning point for me was, we went camping and I ended up getting a bit sick and, um, you know, kids get water infections and stuff. And I unfortunately wet my pants instead of like somebody like checking if I was okay it became like a joke and everybody laughed at me and I was like what on what what is going on and I was sitting at my my uncle's house I loved my uncle unfortunately he's not here anymore I wish he was here to see like how I've, what I've done and I was just like oh everybody keeps teasing me and he was like what do you mean and I said, oh at home like people are teasing me now and I said at school I get bullied. I don't have any friends, and he just said to me, "Right, sit down." Him and my my thai, which is my auntie, they like started asking me loads of questions, and I remember saying, "But no one wants to be my friend." And I was like, you know, a little kid just saying to their uncle and auntie, "Why is it? Why has mom and dad like made me this colour? Why has mom and dad sent me to this school?" And I wish I could just some bleach all over me so that the kids at school would let me fit in so like fast forward high school um these bullies were still there but I had more choices there I could eliminate myself for them like I remember my two sisters are the best especially my middle sister because she didn't let anybody say anything to me what I'm trying to say is that some of the struggles that we've face today actually stems from when we were children especially if you were children from the 90s and the 1980s because again we were not in the generation where people would shout out when things were unacceptable there was bullies there were people that just did whatever they want and got away with it where now I feel like there's a voice so I want to talk about how some of this has impacted me through my adult life 'Cause some of the movements I make, some of the reactions that I have on certain things remind me of the time when I used to get bullied from if it would be to get self help or whether it was to self harm. You know, this is all about how we can put that out there. And the stigma behind Indian parents, like not, not understanding what's going what their kids are going through because they were so busy working, making sure that we had food and water. There was no such thing as affection and love um so yeah i think i flowed a little bit on this bit so you know i'm going to carry on and talking about big school secondary school Um, in secondary school i found more people from my community and i found some brilliant 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 friends at school i mean they're still my friends today like i love them they're uh, they're my cricket buddies and um, we all loved cricket and What we were so relatable is the fact that we were all the same colour. We came from similar, like, ethnic, religious backgrounds. If we didn't, we still understood each other's religious backgrounds. All in all, we accepted the fact that not all of us could cut our hair, remove our facial hair. And um, yeah, so secondary school was probably the point where I felt a little bit more home um you know because even my other so i've made some really cool friends like whether they were boys girls um but the main trigger for me was thinking about why did i put on weight um why is it that i just used to relate to food when i felt comfort and i think it all stems down to the fact that when i was bullied food was the only thing that i could control so my attachment to food is like i don't even know where it came from i used to eat and eat and eat i'd eat a whole pack of crisps i'd eat like chocolates as if they were like um like it was fruit um and most people go oh it's the south asian diet like indian desi food is really unhealthy actually it's not it's what everything else goes around it um because we're all foodies, but we obviously didn't know how to calorie count back then. But our food in moderation is the most amazing thing. Yo, I'm just like, I'm just blurbling loads of stuff out. So I'm sorry if you're all thinking, eh, what's this podcast actually about? It all makes sense as the episodes move on. Because I thought I'd introduce myself, where I am from. A little bit about my childhood. A little bit about me now. So I live with my husband. I have a dog called Minnie that I mentioned earlier. She is my little baby. Like, she's my babes. I love that dog. She's basically um, my little puppy. Um And I just think that I, I want to share about how I've had infertility issues, how I've had miscarriages and more in all my transformation with myself because i've transformed into like the most amazing person that i know because it's me and i think we often forget to congratulate ourselves so i want to talk about how you can um you know how you can congratulate yourself all in all how to uplift yourself with the people that you have around you because you don't need a 100 friends that one friend can be more than enough to get you like rising um because I am blessed that I have a few friends in different areas of my life that impact me and benefit me mentally and uplift me so much. So I want to share all of that in this podcast. I mean, come on. I can't believe I've actually bloody recorded this. I'm so proud of myself. I mean, there's going to be a lot more structure and I can't wait to have guests and stuff. So if you're listening and thinking, actually, do you know what, Jesse? I'd love to get interviewed by you please just drop me a, a message on my Instagram handle, which is fit 2 J- uh, Jesse, And I promise you, I'll get you on. I mean, technically, I might struggle, but I will get you on at some point. So I would just think, you know, let me know, and I'll definitely get you on to my podcast. A few shout-outs I actually want to do while I'm here because, I mean, I would never have done this podcast if it wasn't for... Um, Asian Women Means Businesses, Rapinda. Yesterday, she was like, "Just you have to sit down and record your podcast. So right now, I'm just going on my Instagram, recording my podcast, because I think it's pretty easy that I can do this. So I wanted wanted to say thank you to Rapinda, my husband, because he can tolerate so much nonsense from me. It's hilarious. And all in all, just my my mum, um, because my mum is the reason why I'm so fearless. My mum is the most brave, bravest person I've ever come across. And the fact that I'm here today is a blessing in its disguise because my mama brought me to this earth. So thanks, mum. My siblings, I feel like I'm giving an award when I haven't even had an award. But one day I'm going to win podcast of the year award. And then when I get people on my show, banging... I'm going to be the most amazing podcast lady ever. Just keep watching. So if you're ready to like hear my podcast and want me to be on here more and more, please subscribe and just join this crazy life of mine. We're going to talk about the most fucking fantastic things. And most of all, we're going to talk about how I lost like 13 stones. Oh, yeah, that is a whole different chapter. I think I need to put this podcast in about 600 segments. But thank you so much for listening to me burble on for the last 17 to 20 minutes. I just want to say everything you want to achieve is achievable. You just got to believe in yourself. And all in all, just have the most amazing people around you and everything will just fall into place. And my next episode, I'm actually going to go delve deeper into my childhood and some of the things that I had to deal with growing up, which probably is some of the reasons why I behave the way I do now. I always say that I'm a rebel just for kicks, but I'm not. I'm a rebel just because I feel like I can be my authentic self because I'm in charge of my life. Often we get dictated about what we can talk about, who we are, our identity, because other people were suppressed back then. So I think now it's my chance to bring your voices out. So if there's anything you want me to talk about, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to Spill the Jar with Jesse. Today is my birthday and I'm absolutely buzzing that I was able to release my first ever episode of Spill the Jar with Jesse. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I'm sorry if I've waffled on, but remember... Just keep listening because it's about to get a whole lot better.